You know, it's one thing I've noticed. What? I uh, I have my untapped open right now because we're doing kind of like a a best of 2019. Oh, beer and review. A beer and review. Say. And I'm looking at my five star ratings of beers that I've had, and I've had untapped now for six years, if uh-huh. not longer. Yeah. The dog is currently smelling my knee. What do I do? Um, panic probably. Okay. Talk about it on the podcast. Bjorn, go away. Okay, thank okay. you. So, uh, I'm now going. Th- I'm going through my five star. Now he's just smelling you. Good, <laughs> good enough. I'm fine with it. Um, here's some of my five stars, and some of these have been reviewed from 2013. I have changed a lot since 2013. Okay. Old Seattle Lager from Maritime Pacific Brewing. Five stars. Okay. Oops. Splinters from Black Raven, a scotch slash wee heavy. Okay. I think your tastes have changed a little since 2013. (laughs) Uh, Light Rail. uh, Again, these are all 2013. Light Rail from Iron Horse. Okay. Uh, Rainier. Yeah, I stand by that one, though. You gave Rainier five stars? uh, Yeah, because it's Rainier. Uh, my, my most recent check-in being, like, a month ago. Um, here we go. Hale's 30th Anniversary Double Pale Ale from 2013. Uh, old number 29 Copper Ale from Wingman. Yeah, that's a five-star. That's always going to be a five-star in my heart because I got to brew that one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is your beer. For Copper Feist. Uh, here's your damn Amber from North Sound Brewing Company. Uh, <laughs> I... I've been very lenient with some of my check-ins. I think I gave a Labatt's Blue a five-star at one point. Okay. I'm looking at my five stars, and they're actually pretty weird, too. I What are they? Uh, the first one from 2015 is a Coconut Key Lime Kolsch from okay. Naked City. Ooh, a Kolsch. I know. <laughs> I never drink Kolsch's anymore. Uh, from January 2016, a P51 Pistachio Porter. Those were really man. good, though. Yeah. I don't know if I would give it a five, but that's yeah. like, that's definitely like a four, two, five, or four, five on the untapped world. I was also like much more generous with my check-ins back in the day. Yeah, because it was just starting. You're trying to impress the world, right? Yeah. You're, uh, trying, to, you're trying to show off to me. The Lush IPA. I Ooh, gave five stars the ne- first time I had it. You can now get that on Alaska Airlines. Um, the Black Heron Project La Premiere. You've had um, that recently, though, didn't you? That's within the year, isn't it? Uh, that was January 2017. Okay, then honestly, I don't pay attention <coughs> to But I, that must not have been the time that we went to the Black Heron Project, because I thought that was this year. Maybe I've been twice and just didn't know it. Or maybe somebody... Do they bottle any of their stuff? I don't know. I don't know if they do their uh, Heron Project. I don't know. I think this was before... I don't remember if the tap... Ooh, that. Trickster! I gave a four and a half. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, this is a, a kind of a nostalgic one. The Peach Ale from Four Peaks Brewing Company checked in on December 26, 2017. That was the day we got engaged. That was the first beer right, we, we had together after we got engaged. That was the first day of Kwanzaa that year. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, the Coconut Bee Bomb 2017 edition. Okay, but that, oh, those are always going to be high because mm-hmm. they're amazing. Uh, Great Notion Ripe IPA. Now we're getting into like 2018. Okay, so your taste is getting slightly better. Yeah. Um, uh, Baby Blue from Great Notion also. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, Bourbon Berries and Cream from Great Notion. That was uh, April 27th, 2019. And then my f- my next highest rated beer that's not five five stars or five bottle caps. I don't know what we're calling that. Um, is the Old 29 Copper Ale from Wingman. Yeah, all right. That was checked in on... Uh, June 28th, 2015, which I believe was the event, Copper, Copper Feist. Feist. The beautiful Copper Feist out of Wingman Brewers. Anyways, 
Welcome, everybody, to, um, I guess, technically the first podcast of the year, but we're going to be talking about 2019. Yeah. Because I thought that was a delicious year for beer. I thought so, too. So, anyway, before we get going, Samanthers. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a Crimson Clouds Crimson from Goldwater. Crimson Clouds, Goldwater yeah. Brewing in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that beer. Uh, so this is a prickly pear hazy IPA, mm. which sounds like a lot going on, but it's delicious. Explain the color to me, though. It's pink. <laughs> it's so good, though. It's very pink. Is it a little very flat? very pretty. Uh, I haven't had a sip yet. Hold on. Okay. We're doing this in the morning, so this is even more fun right now. Yeah, it is. It's flat? Yeah. All right, you just down the hatch. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We have several cans left. That was just a remainder of a uh, crowler that we brought back. Uh-huh. I, on the other hand, am drinking something from significantly farther away mm-hmm. than Arizona. This is... Hold on, ready? Good job. Oh, yeah. That that sound good? Because it made my nipples hard. Mm-hmm. This is one this- of my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you want you want to tell the story of this? Well, it, it, this is your. I got this for you for the holidays. Yeah, so this is Bissell Brothers Brewing out of Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beer itself is Big Small World, where it's a. They took grains, malts, and hops from around the world, brewed it in Maine, and then I am drinking it. Yep. And it is. Hold on. Ah, delicious. Can I try it? I know no, I tried it. No, you have lipstick other- on. No, it doesn't smear off. That's such bullshit. I don't want that anymore. Now it's red, like prickly pear. That's quite good. It is delicious. So anyways, that's what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. What are you guys drinking out there? Yeah, like Lightner, tell me what you're drinking. Come on, yeah. you're the only one listening. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about 2019. I thought it was a unique year for beer because a lot of trends have really come into fruition right now. And it's... Uh, you know, we see the, the the dominance of the haze, I still believe. But we're also starting to see a lot of darker and lighter beers coming out. I feel like rice lagers, I've seen a lot more this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I have seen more of them. And, you know, um, you know, I've seen... An, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of... Lo- like, the lagers are making a comeback, I believe. Um, do you have your uh, year in beer on Untapped up? Oh, no, but I can pull it up real quick. It's on my phone, in fact. Why? Did you want to talk about it? Yeah, I thought we could talk about that real quick before we get into what we, what our, our favorite specific things, were. things. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Sam. Sam, okay. I'm going in. Wish me luck. All right. I'm still quoting Leonard Kenny, even though. 2019, beer in review. All right, so first off, how many beers did you check in in 2019? Um, so I was not, I, I openly not good about checking my beers in. I had a hundred total check-ins. You suck. I know, but of those hundred check-ins, how many do you think were unique beers? A hundred. Ninety-nine. Oh, what was the one duplicate? Uh, I can't say because it's my it's my beer of the year. Oh, Guinness. No. Oh, so my uh, number is slightly higher, and um, so I had sixteen ninety-four. So one thousand six hundred ninety-four uh, total check-ins. Sixteen hundred of them were unique. Okay, you win. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. And this pales in comparison to someone that I met when I was at Beer Zombies, in, uh, which is a del- awesome beer store in Vegas. We'll get to that later, but mm-hmm. yes. Um, who had over three thousand unique check-ins, and wow. when I was there, one of them was not Rainier. Ooh. So I walk into the store, 
and for like a bottle share and um, you know talking to everybody having a good time and the guy's like hey you're from seattle right i'm like yeah and he's like i want you to feel included here's a rainier we've had it for a while so he just hands me the rainier i'm like all right cool and then the guy's like walks up and he's like hi and then he introduced himself his name's peter um he was like i've never had rainier can i try that <laughs> like okay was it good? If I mean, if it had been there for a while, was it? It tastes like rainier. Oh, okay. So yeah. So delicious. Five star. Okay. Five, five star. Yep. Five, five star beer. Five star. Absolutely. So anyways, that was my beer. But getting down to things, like, this is what I love about Untapped. Even though, like, it's a little nerdy that I'm constantly checking my things in. It's like the social media that I'm addicted most to. Outside of maybe Twitter. Um, but it tells me I've had uh, beers from 488 different breweries. Uh, mine was 68. That's good variety. Yeah. Uh, how many different styles did you have, though? 31. 126. I didn't even know there's 126 yeah, styles. I actually didn't either. That means I was, and I bet you none of these are sours or anything sour related. Uh, what's your top five most checked in styles? Okay, well, get ready for this ride. I'm gonna. Can I guess? Okay, there's five of them here. IPA American. IPA American, that's number two. IPA New England. Uh, that's number one. Um, Imperial Stout, because you went through a big phase with that this year. Unfortunately, Imperial Stout did not make it, Um, but I will have a story about that in a second. Is there a bourbon barrel-aged category? Uh, There is not. Okay. Uh, Pale Ale American. Yep. Um, Pink Heavier. um, Barley Wine? Jeez. No, IPA Imperial or Doubles. Oh, and oh. IPA Double New England. Oh, okay. I forgot about Doubles. I kind of figured they would be rolled into the other category, but no, that so, makes sense. So all mine five are hobby related, like being a pale to being the lowest, and then an Imperial being the highest. But that Imperial, like <laughs> um, stouts and all that, my top rated ones are the Stout Imperial uh, Double Oatmeal, Barley Wine, and then Stout Pastry. Uh, my top rated styles were Sour and New England IPAs. Sours, huh? Yep. Pour them out. So, anyways, that's a. I like this stuff. My most checked in brewery was Fort George. Mine was Urban Family. We did go to Urban Family a handful of times this year. Uh, followed by Great Notion Brewing. I think because um, you don't check in when you're in Seattle. Uh, because I get excited about their beers, so I mm-hmm. want to check them in and remember them. You do not get excited about Fort George Brewing. I do get excited about Fort George Brewing, but I was also getting married, so. I still found time to check in my beers while yeah, I was there. I apparently did. Oh, maybe you should Surprised have Surprised you didn't check in a beer in the middle of the ceremony. Oh, I probably did. <laughs> I had my phone and my sporin, so, you yeah, know. That's true. Anyway, so let's let's, um, let's talk about 2019. Unless there's more you want to talk about here. Uh, yeah. Just states and regions. 14. Oh, I had eight. Uh, but four countries. Five countries. Oh. I don't think you went to Canada this year. Didn't I? I don't think you did. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. Figured out. Uh, so anyways, and then obviously my most checked in venue was Brewmaster's Tap Room. You're welcome, Marley. And then our house is the next one. No. Oh. Yes. Brewmaster's Tap Room was my most checked in and then followed by Great Notion and Urban Family. Oh, not Matt Holton Sam's house? Uh, and then Single Hill Brewing in Yakima. Okay. I was checking in a lot during Fresh Hop. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, let's. I want to talk about is kind of the best of 2019. So just kind of this is like our opinion, man. This is our opinion, but I bet we share it with a lot of people because these a lot of these breweries are very, very popular for a reason. 
These are so those will probably be things that we've already kind of talked about, but um, I just kind of like thought through my process of it. I looked at my untapped, um, the little information that was in there, and um, Bjorn, come back upstairs. <laughs> this is good podcasting. Bjorn. The door's shut. He's fine. Anyway, um, and then what stood out to me, like where I enjoyed visiting this year, and that was my thought process for putting my list together, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be transparent that I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of amazing breweries that we went to because I'm not very good at checking my beers in. So let that be a lesson to me to try to be a little bit better about it in 2020. That's weird to say. 2020. 2020. Roaring 2020s. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so still makes me think of Barbara Walters. Oh, she was hot when she was younger. I don't know. Oh, she still is. Is she alive? Uh, I think she is. Someone Wikipedia this. I'm pretty sure she is. All right, we don't have to worry about it. Okay. Anyway, this so isn't about, this isn't a Barbara Walters podcast. Before we get into our list and all that, I just want to talk about. I brought up an article about some uh, crass trends that they thought they're going to do 2019, and we did this a couple episodes ago. But now that the year is officially over, I really like to talk about it, and this one is pretty good. So uh, here's a few things that they predicted that the craft beer saturation is going to really hit its like manifest. Kinda. There's still breweries opening yeah, up. Yeah, there's still know if brewery, a lot of breweries opening up. I feel like it maybe slowed down a little, but I also feel like the liquor laws in this state make it very difficult to open. A brewery. Yeah, talking to a couple brewers, they just complain about how difficult it is and. You think the state would be accepting? Yeah, alcohol scary, but it is also a giant tax generating, yeah, uh, business. Yeah, because they're taxing every aspect of this like brewing system and brewing process. You know, from the brewers to the tap rooms, mm-hmm. they're making money off this, and it's a it's supporting local economies. Like the city of Renton, I was talking to the owner of Dubtown Brewing in Renton, and mm-hmm. the city of Renton made it difficult. Yeah, and you know what happens when this this bar opened? People go there, they walk there, they drink there, they buy stuff from there. That's well, money rem- that's going to the city. I do remember having that same conversation with Ross from Four Generals a yeah. couple years ago when they were just barely opening up that it, you know, it sat there for a long time, like, and we lived, you know, as our first brewery within walking distance and we were like, all right, come on, open up. And then when they finally did, that was his comment that it was like, I think you, that was the city of Renton or the state of Washington that just made it incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know if the saturation level is hit because I think now breweries are becoming more um, like neighborhood specific. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're going to open up a brewery and it would be awesome to be Great Notion, Fort George, Rubens, you know, these ones that can sell beer anywhere they want. Fremont. Mm -hmm. And that's I think that's their aspiration. But realizing that if you're just serving, servicing the community that you represent, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to open a brewery in White Center. And that brewery is going to be like, it's going to be white center oriented. Well, I mean, see what happened when, you know, somebody posted on the I Heart Renton Facebook group that Dubtown was doing a soft opening. Mm. It was so packed. We had to wait for seats like yeah. for for the soft opening. And this is just the community yeah. coming down and supporting and something. They just, and it was just a community that was excited to see a new small business open up and wanted to check it out. Um, so, yeah. I, w- I would agree. I think it's becoming really neighborhood specific and more like community minded and a little bit less um, who's going to be the next Red Hook or whatever. Ooh, speaking of that, that leads perfectly in the second one. Craft beer goes macro. Red Hook's been macro for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, with the idea that like there's been a lot of 
bigger breweries that have been purchased. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dogfish Head, I don't know if that was 2019, that might have been 2018, but being purchased by Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Stone? They got purchased by some weird brewery out of um, like Illinois. Yeah. And, you know, the idea is to take them even bigger. Red Hook sold to AB, you know, including like Four Peaks was part of that deal and how like Kona and I don't know. There's a whole bunch of those that are part mm-hmm. of that uh, craft brew alliance that are all know by sold by AB. And they're like, and you'll see every year that a, a brewery that's getting popular is being sold to one of the big corporations. And right. that's just like, it sucks because I stopped supporting them because I always want to support local. But if someone's like, hey, I'm going to give you a crap ton of money to brew your beer, you're an idiot not to say no. Yeah. Like you can be like any any brewer, any any small business owner, if they got the idea of being purchased by AB, they're probably going to sell. That's just the reality of things. Well, I mean, <clears throat> as much as I love like independently owned craft breweries and that's always kind of been my preference for places to drink. Owning a small business is hard. Yeah. And at a certain point, you start to get burnt out. And if somebody comes along and offers to make your life, you know, a a whole lot easier and just hand you a bunch of money, I kind of can't. Do you want to be known as someone who's cool to hipsters or do you want to be known as someone who's taking care of their family? Yeah. And has a retirement account. Yeah. Like, Like, yeah, it's cool to be known as like this cool hip brewery that's sticking it to the man. But you want to put food for yourself, your family. Exactly. Yeah, so I get it, and it it sucks. And you know, I got in, you know arguments online with the owner of Boulevard and <laughs> other places. You know, and they they are sellouts, but is it a bad thing? That's up to up to the people to decide. Up to mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the guy to decide. Am I selling? Yeah, but I'm rich, so suck it, nerd. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and also you just never know what's going on in people's lives. All right, so yeah, and the next one, Linux little trend, um, the brute IPA trend. Thank God that ended. That and that ended with that. a giant thud. I know it was like, oh my God, look at these Everybody dry IPAs. Everybody got really excited about that for like a and hot second, <laughs> and then it just completely stopped all at once. And then uh, New England IPAs still, still going strong. Still going strong. I I feel like I'm getting a little New England IPA out, but then we went out drinking last night, and every single one I ordered was a New England IPA. I think I'm starting Every to get... Every single one of you... The two? Oh, yeah. Those two. Yeah. No, but still. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that factoid there, Samantha. Yeah. Well, you know. You're drinking responsibly. <laughs> but every like every single beer, my last beers I've checked in have been New England IPAs. But I think I'm... I'm I keep saying I'm getting burned out a little bit, but I keep going to it because I'm getting burned out of bad ones. Yeah. I And I'm, I get a little burnt out when it's too hazy. Mm-hmm. Like when I order like a hazy beer and it like just looks like somebody put like... Are you done with the lactose and hazies? Yeah, I'm kind of done with the lactose and hazies. When there's just a, like a little too much mouthfeel going on, then it I'm kind of uh, not as into that. But I still like I still really like a good juicy New England IPA that's just really well done. Mm-hmm. Like, Basically, anything that Great Notion makes, Reuben makes, yeah, Skookum. Yeah, I still I'm still ordering from that side of the menu. I mm-hmm. just don't need it to be I have the easiest you, beer. I have noticed the last couple times we've been out they've been you've been more uh, sour oriented. That you've been getting a little bit more. I feel like I've been drinking more IPAs. Well, you're wrong and everybody hates you. Oh. Well, when we were down in Arizona, I mean, I'll try. Arizona, if, I didn't see any sours in Arizona. I mean, yeah, there weren't many. There were a couple, but and if a brewery has a sour, I'll usually try it, but um I I feel like I've been drinking a little bit more IPAs. Mhm. So in the next one, uh, the the rise of the low calorie craft beers. 
I think you can just throw the the rise of seltzers into this. Yeah. Where people want an alternative and, <clears throat> you know, a hundred calorie beer. Yeah. So I know like at our tailgates, somehow Michelob Ultra has made its way into these tailgates that we have. And it tastes like butt, but it's a uh, hundred calories. And like two grams of carbs. You like that one? Is it Michelob? That oh, the, that, the, the, it's, I think it is a prickly pear beer. Yeah, if you put prickly pear in the front of anything, then yeah. I'm drinking it. I'm pretty sure it is a prickly pear. Like, yeah. Um, but the same way that the seltzers have found their way into like the daily life. You went to when you ordered food last night. You got yourself a seltzer. Yeah. Well, because I don't really like um, I don't really like lagers, and I don't really like uh, pilsners all that much. And most like I mean, we were at a pretty divey bar when we were getting food and i you know i would i don't if i'm gonna drink something um lighter i want it to be a little less filling Mm -hmm. and so i just like don't really want i'd rather have a seltzer than a corona okay makes sense yeah anyway so that's that's kind of some uh i'm curious what 2020 is going to bring to us we'll talk about this another time what trends do we think that or what trends we think that are going to happen i have a couple but i need to formulate it Run it past some algorithms, search on Google, you know, the huge. Yeah. But let's get talk about the best of 2019 because okay. I, we have some good brew. We, we did some traveling this year. Okay. We did a lot of traveling this year and we've came up to some good breweries. We might maybe hit less United States than we normally do in a year, mm-hmm. but I was able to get to a couple good cities. Uh, you were able to get to a couple spots mm-hmm. and we we're able to have some good beers. So um, I'm just going to have five categories here. I have what my favorite of 2019. I have the best brewery that's not in Seattle. Okay. Uh, best new brewery, uh, the best beers of 2019. I don't. I think I have six actually. I'm I'm not good at counting. Uh, best cities that we visited for beer, and then best places to drink at, like in the areas that are not like that are tap rooms. Okay, so I have um, best of Seattle, mm-hmm. best of Washington, um, best of not Washington, uh, best new breweries in the area. Um, so, uh, I have cities, but I don't have a lot of information on that and then places to drink at but i think we match up on a lot of those so i gave you the list of what places we we're talking about and you went rogue and made your own yes okay good 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 decision so let's start at best places to drink it because that's one of the ones that we actually have the same of okay so uh mine are kind of throughout the area but a couple of them are local my, my first my favorite place to drink at that is not brewmaster's tap room because we talk about it way too often is the shambles up yeah, in off of lake city way yeah. So I don't know. You guys, if anybody doesn't know about the shambles, it's constantly packed. So you shouldn't go to the shambles. But it's basically a butcher and craft beer bar. Yeah. And so you good. can get like for you vegetarians and vegans out there, maybe not your place, but they do have a lot of good beer. But they always have like they're like a rack of lamb ready to go. They can make beef jerky. Mm-hmm. They have the, you know the uh, sausages that they make there, and it is awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Food, yeah, too. so it's in the, I guess, uh, would that consider that Maple Leaf area? Yes. So right off Lake City Way, right off of I-5. Yeah. And you take that exit to Lake City Way, and it's right on the right-hand side. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And there's also the the uh, is it the last drop bottle shop that's right next to it also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good bottle shop. They have a bigger selection and bottle-wise compared to Shambles. Shambles actually has a great draft selection. Yeah. And they always have structures there. Yeah, they have a lot on tap there, and they always just have, like, I mean, the beer list is, like, a full page of just, like... Delicious beers. Anything, like, a craft beer nerd kind of wants. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite place. Uh, another one that I absolutely love is Full Throttle Bottles. 
Yeah, I have them on my list too. Mm-hmm. Georgetown, mm-hmm. right off of Airport Way. I believe that's Airport Way. Lots of really good places to eat around there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of really just cool bars in the area as Out- well. And, and but it's a great bottle shop too. And outside of Chuck's, and I'm, I'm, I leave Chuck's off because everybody knows about Chuck's. I didn't even put Chuck's on mine. But, but everybody knows about Chuck's. Yeah. I think they have one of the best bottle selections. Um, I would agree with that. He tends to get a little bit more rarer stuff. I know Chuck's does a great job, but... Yeah, there's always something... I, like, I always go into Chuck's and there's like, oh my god, blueberry muffin, or like something that I can't find, you know, Well, he has a connection with Great Notion, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But Full Throttle Bottles, they pull some great stuff. I absolutely love them. And I'm gonna we're gonna have them on the podcast at some point because, yeah. you know, we drink there enough, you know, we'll get them on. So, um also Beer Junction in West Seattle. Oh, I did not put them on my list, but that's that's a good call. Yeah, they I like them. Huge bottle selection. Do they have bottles there? Mm-hmm. Oh. You mean that huge bottle selection they have there? Are you thinking about beverage oh, place? I'm thinking about beverage place. Yeah. yeah. Also very cool. Yeah. Yeah, but full throttle bottles, probably about 30 to 40 beers on tap. And then just it's one of those like long, skinny Seattle buildings where it's just like side to side with fridges mm-hmm. full of beer. Yeah. And you can buy, you know, you can, you can get kegs to go there and it's mm-hmm. they do a great job. Yeah, I think they I think they have wine on tap there, too. Um, For anyone who's maybe underrated. I think having wine on tap at tap rooms is incredibly smart mm-hmm. because not everybody drinks a crap ton of beer. And I know that was probably weird sounding because I was covering my mouth while I was itching my nose. That's okay. Um, and my last two, uh, Bridge and Tunnel in Astoria. Okay. If you ever find yourself in Astoria, a great spot. Um, I wish I went to more uh, bottle shops and tap rooms in Portland, but I just, I'm too excited to go to all the breweries to go to a bottle shop there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know if we've ever really been to a bottle shop there. I think we've been to one, but yeah, I don't remember the name of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember either. I remember going there. It's in that uh, Alberta Street area. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. And the last one is Beer Zombies in New uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, that was a cool place. First off, very good food next to it. Holy cow, that sandwich! Um, if you go to Beer Zombie, ask the bartender what to what to order, and they will tell you what is good. Over yeah, they there. have like a, a like, like it must be a local thing or something because the the restaurant next to it is called uh, Skinny Fats. Yeah, and it's a little chain in. Um, like maybe four or five restaurants in the Vegas area, and it's not on the Strip, so you have to get off the Strip, which is fine because everybody loves being in Vegas, but it's good to get off the Strip for a minute. Yeah, just like for your bank account. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're uh, they got twelve beers on tap, all of them big. Hi, bud. The dog's on me now. <laughs> the dog's literally climbing on me. Um, they have about twelve beers. A lot of them are going to be in California beers. Um, because because the Vegas beer scene has not quite caught up to the rest of the world. Well, I noticed a lot of their beers, like because they're beer zombie, a lot of um, abomination. Yeah, it's mm. it's like a lot of like real nightmare. dark yeah. themed, nightmare themed um, uh, breweries, yeah. including Nightmare Brewery. Yeah. So and that and that, I think that might have been just like a theme they do, but what they do there is they do bottle shares there almost every single night. <laughs> the dog is. Okay, get down. Sorry, he's decided to. It's time to crawl on Matt. Yeah, and this is not a small dog, folks. This is a <laughs> fifty-pound dog. This is an Akita. Up, <laughs> oh, and now he's on Sam. Anyways, good, um, good podcasting right here. 
Uh, and those are my uh, best places to drink. There's plenty of good ones, but these were kind of my favorite of 2019 that we went to. Mm-hmm. Were yours? Did you have anything different besides these? Uh, Beer Star. I had online. Oh, good call. Beer Star. Uh, and, uh, I, West, yeah. Or, uh, White Center. White Center. Um, really good selection of beers. They also have a lot of wine, um, both on tap and um, in bottles that you can purchase and have there. A uh, good pizza place next door. Mm-hmm. Um, down the street is the Crawfish House, which Ooh. is also an amazing place to we eat. We should go for lunch there today. Um, I was going to actually suggest going there later today. <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, I don't actually have this on my list, but I just a couple of honorable mentions while I was sitting here. Uh, the Masonry. Oh, yeah. Um, always has really unique and special beers. Oh, they not, always got something great on. It's it. It's Seattle prices yeah, to the max. It's like a it's a little bit pricey and maybe not my I wouldn't say it's my absolute favorite place to go, but good pizza. it has really good pizza. They have really like a unique selection. They always got a lot of sours and bottles yeah. too. We always we'll stop by there for like a drink usually mm-hmm. if we've been to Fremont well, you're, or something. Because you're you're dropping nine dollars for a pint. Yeah. But again, you're in Fremont, you're getting Seattle prices and they're they're pulling great stuff. They last time yeah. we were there they had a bunch of Highland Park, um uh, Cellar Maker from San Francisco they had, which you don't get in seattle yeah and the food is just really good there too mm, so yeah get a pizza they're wood fire pizzas a, you know if you want to if you want to treat yourself it's a good place to go mm-hmm. um another one that i thought of but isn't on my list is flat stick usually has a really good selection all of beers, washington beers. all washington beers mm-hmm. and then also just kind of a fun place to go if and you, there's three of them now if you can't sit still while you're drinking beer i personally like to just drink beer and talk to my friends that's mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do when i go to a brewery well, you're a terrible putter yeah i'm also just a real bad putter mm. but it's fine it's something to do and you know the the course is fun and you know if you join a member there and it's like whatever 20 bucks 35 dollars, whatever it is you get free golf for life yeah. but i lost my card so long ago but they didn't even care i'm like hey i'm a member but i don't have my card and they're like cool here you go here's their here's your yeah. putter here's your ball well, so. I just think they want to bring people in the door to drink their beer. Yeah, that, they, yeah, you know? they, yeah that's that's where they're generating revenue from. Um, did you have any other places, or is that uh, it? I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head. I know there's more, but mm-hmm. oh, uh, there's plenty. And this was kind of the year you see the rise and the really the like. Yeah, a lot of breweries are opening, but tap rooms I think are starting to really take over mm-hmm. because it's cool to go get a skookum beer, but it's also good to get a variety where you can get a skookum and a at large and a you know. You know, Stemma or whatever. Stemma yeah. doesn't deliver down here, but you get the point. Anyways, uh, you did best cities that we visited for beer? Yes. All right. So you? I actually tried to pick cities that we hadn't, that weren't on your list. Oh, I have three on my list. And one of them you didn't go to this year. Yeah. Um, I put uh, L.A. Beer is better in L.A. I wouldn't say all beer is better in L.A. Beer is more expensive in L.A. <laughs> beer is a lot more expensive in L.A. In L.A. Um, but... Uh, Monkish was mm-hmm. a great stop while we were there. Highland Park. Um, and then there was a couple others that we went to that I could not remember the What's name the of. What's the one that you had? Uh, the Iron Triangle. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, you got a shirt from there, or a sweat- yeah. or, uh, yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah, that was shortly <laughs> after you lo- you lost me in a game of skee-ball. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I do not own you anymore. I never yeah. actually did own you, but now I definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but that was that place where the cheapest beer was like pints were like $5. Yeah, I like. Oh that. my god, that's LA. That's the LA Arts District too, which was the snootiest place I've ever been in my life. Yeah, <coughs> and then um, Portland, just for Great Notion, mm-hmm. and um, all the other breweries and all that are the delicious. Other great breweries that I mean, are there's, down there. there's a Rogue, Ex there's Nova. McMinimins. <laughs> um, uh, and then 
uh, not on this list, but I just thought of it, Astoria. Mm-hmm. Bend also is another good place mm-hmm. to go for beer. Um, well, we're gonna we're going to Idaho in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. so we'll be able to uh, find the the Boise beer scene and see how that is. Yep. Um, my list. I went a little more international. Okay. Let's talk about Glasgow. Okay. Uh, Brew Dogs, obviously mm-hmm. they're Scottish. Uh, Drygate Brewing, Shilling Brewing was a couple places that we went to. Mm-hmm. Drygate is trying its best to be an American style brewery. Brew Dogs, we actually kind of know is an American style. Yeah. Uh, Shilling definitely was the more uh, traditional. Um, Scottish English, style, yeah. you know, English Scottish style, but they did have a couple American style beers, mm-hmm. which is nice to see that you see that American craft beer revolution where they actually call a New England IPA a New England IPA. Yeah, like they're actually paying homage to America because we make better beer than everybody else. Yes, other countries started it, we made it better. Yeah. Hashtag America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, another one, Reykjavik. If you okay. think drinking in LA <laughs> is expensive, try drinking in Reykjavik. But uh, while they may not have a lot of breweries there, and they and they and there are a handful that are opening up, um, but in, or, um, Europe in general has much different drinking laws. Like breweries don't are not like our breweries. Yeah, you can't just go to a brewery and be like, "Give me some beer." Like they just have to have some sort of tap room. But there's also a brew dog in Reykjavik. Uh, there's a McKellar, which is Swedish, right? Danish, Danish. Um, and then a couple really good craft beer bars. It's another one, a Scully craft beer bar and a Session craft beer bar. The Session, mm-hmm. which is right off the, like this, there's main drag of like bars and uh, shops in Reykjavik. Um, and it's right on the right hand side if you're going up the hill towards the giant church. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the beers itself were like $10 to like $20 American. But I had this one beer that's it was called King Kong. And it was um, a barrel-aged dark beer. It was from a uh, I, c- I couldn't pronounce it. My life depended on it because you know I do not speak Icelandic. Right. But it was one of the best beers I ever had, and um, it was a it was a brewery out of Iceland, and it was just fantastic. But it was twenty five dollars for a pint. Jeez. So Is that how, seriously, it was twenty five dollars. Yes. And while I was drinking this, let me note, Sam was asleep. No. Oh. It was like four in the afternoon, <laughs> Ricky Vic time. Sam was sleeping. Uh, that was also the city we flew into. I don't know. I was awake. Also, it was really weird because um, at one point it was this is late July. I'm uh, it's midnight out and it's daylight. Yeah, that's super weird. Okay, okay we're, we're back. back. Sorry, <laughs> Jinx, Yomi. Not go because it makes me poop. <laughs> I was gonna say, where are you gonna go with this? <laughs> All right, <laughs> where do we even live? Leave off. Oh, uh, Reykjavik. Reykjavik. All yeah. right. Anyways, Sam had to go tinkle, tinkle. Okay, and I really just dislike when you call it that. You go tinkle, tinkle. Okay. And you go pee pee. Let's move on. You be on go pee pee with you. What's your next topic? Anyways, next topic is Denver. Okay. I went to Denver this year. Sam did not. Yeah. I went to a lot of breweries when I was in Denver. Sam did not. Because she wasn't there. Anyways. I've been to a lot of breweries in Denver. I've been to the brewery on your shirt right now. Oh, I'm wearing a brewery shirt. <laughs> Denver Brewing Company. Delicious. Oh, my. Uh, I don't know if, if... I highly recommend going to Denver for beer. Just in general. That's Yakima you're wearing. Yeah. I don't think this brewery exists in the same way that it used to. Oh, yeah. It definitely has a different name now. Yeah. Um, but Denver. Uh, if you're looking for a reason to go to Denver... Uh, late September during the Great American Beer Festival, the Sounders are playing away at Denver. So it's a good, you know, little two birds, one stone. If you haven't been to a Sounders away game, a lot of fun. 
I feel like you're like working on me on this, even though I've already said I have no problem with going. But I want everybody else to come with me. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, but Denver, uh, a couple of breweries that really stood out to me that are in the area. Uh, Comrade and Cerebral, ones we've both been to, mm-hmm. big fans of. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple that you haven't been to, <laughs> one called Odd 13, which is really good at... Uh, you want to keep coughing into the microphone there, buddy? Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Odd 13, <laughs> which uh, is in Lafayette, which is just outside of uh, Denver. Really good uh, IPAs. Another one, New Terrain, where we got a private tour of. Well, some of us did um, yeah. when I went with a group of buddies. Two of them were wandering off somewhere else, petting dogs, and the rest of us went on a private beer tour, and got to take beer right out of the bright tank, which is always fun. Yeah. But, you know, such is life. But Denver, one of my favorite, favorite beer cities. So many breweries, beautiful mountains in the background at all times. It's just magnificent. Yeah. Very unpredictable weather, mm-hmm. but that's part of the fun. Yeah, the first time we went there, it was snowing. And was, then the next day, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, it was like we got there, we landed, and it was like there was probably like four inches of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. And like um, the next day, it was like 70 and sunny. Yeah, because I remember because it was a night game that we went there for Sounders, and I was able to wear just a light long sleeve shirt underneath mm-hmm. my jersey, and then I was wearing shorts. I remember being cold at that game. but It got a little chilly, but I was too busy peeing because I drank 400 beers. Mm-hmm. I literally peed in every bathroom in that stadium, so that is a claim to fame for me. I don't okay. know what you've done with your lives, but boom. Yeah. Roasted. Okay. Uh, best new brewery? Is that a little thing you have on there? Um, I do. I only have two on there. And, and the same I ones feel as like I have. I, they are two of the same ones that you have. Um, I feel like... I feel like I'm missing some on this one. Though. I was trying to go through my list of breweries that I hit up. There's plenty more, but I just was briefly going through my list and I didn't want to be like, did they open in 2018? Was it 2019? Mm-hmm. But I agree with all the ones you have on your list. So uh, let's just talk about those real quick. Bickerson's. Bickerson's. Had them on the podcast. I want to have them on again. I do too. I want. I would like to bring mm-hmm. them on um, to talk about how it's going. Mm-hmm. Like now that they've opened their doors and um, they're finally got up and running and I think they opened in... November, yeah, early November, November, um, and like right off the bat, and this is like a very difficult thing for new bur- brand new breweries to pull off. Right off the bat, he was brewing great beer. Yeah, like it helps when you uh, may know Adam from Rubens. Yeah, but I mean, everybody needs a good mentor, and Frank, the brewer yeah. at uh, Bickerson's, took was, took the help, accepted yeah. the mentorship, like. And really, like, I've really been knocking out of the park with this. Yeah, those. he's been doing a really good job. I'm, I'm very impressed with the things that he's been uh, bringing. And also, if you go there and he's, he's working at the tap room, nicest guy you'll ever talk to. Oh, he likes every one of my tweets, and I love that. He's just like super positive and like fun to talk to. We were there on New Year's Day, and um, it was great. Yeah, we were the only ones in there. It was just, just opened up, mm-hmm. like, and we were just, you know, it was just we were the two early birds that decided we wanted to drink early on New Year's Day. Yeah, they were open, and it was just fun sitting down. We talked about recipes and kind of like different yeast profiles, kind of nerding out a little bit. And I was in heaven. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Bickerson's up in the Renton Highlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is Volition. I that's believe the one in a um, North Bend. Yes, I was going to say Maple Valley. When we open, <laughs> that is not the same place. But but that's you know there's a road that connects them. Yeah, both east of here. So. Yeah, <laughs> of uh, out North Bend, they uh, we were there. They only had I think four beers on tap, mm-hmm. but they were good and it's a really cool spot. And I've heard nothing but positive things about the brewer from there. Yeah, I haven't met him anything yet, but uh, and also their Wi-Fi uh, 
is Star Wars related. So that's always cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, noticed that when we were there, too. Um, also, I believe kid-friendly, definitely dog-friendly. Yeah, we brought the Bjorn in with us. Um, they had the Seahawks game playing. There was a bunch of like locals that came in and sat down. The food truck were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a food truck or is it their food? I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was around the side. It might be a food truck that's there at all times. Okay. But it was definitely outside. Yeah. And people brought in, like, people would bring the food in, and it looked magnificent. Yeah. But we just had eaten at that point. But uh, I'm expecting big things out of them. Yeah. North Bend had a kind of a void when Brickyard left, even though there's a lot of people that didn't really like Brickyard. But there was kind of this void. Um, Snoqualmie's got a couple, but North Bend, which well, is kind of what, what we were saying earlier about like communities like breweries. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's kind of gives people a place to hang out, you know, meet up, have a beer or two. That's everybody's cheers. Like, yeah. And then, and it's just kind of a, Especially if it's like a, a community-minded local establishment, um, which I feel like Volition is a little bit more so than um, uh, Brickyard was. Like Brickyard felt more like a just a restaurant, yeah. like a pizza place. Had good food. Yeah, it had really good food. It had good be- like I don't I don't totally remember what their beer was like, but I'm sure it was fine because um, we've been th- there more than once. But yeah. um, the you, uh, you can have Good Brewery now, which is in their old location in uh, Winville. Yes. I know. And good also, brewing. Also, good beer. Good, good brewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lost your train of thought? Yeah, I did. I it's gone. okay. Uh, oh, no, community. Mm-hmm. So, But I feel like Volition is much more of like a community place. Mm-hmm. And I like, it's just a little, a little warmer. Mm-hmm. So Another one in Renton related, and I don't actually know if this is 2019, because they've been in the process of opening for a while, but with Dubtown in downtown Renton. Yeah, I didn't have them on my list because I also couldn't remember when they opened. I think they were 2019, but mm-hmm. I'm they're not early then. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is in downtown Renton. Um, you know, we, I, it's an eight to nine minute walk, depending if I want to run across the road mm-hmm. to get from our place there. Yeah. Which is nice being able to walk to a brewery. Um, but they have some good stuff. It. Um, you said they, they I, recently came out with a hazy. A I haven't yep. really been there much. They got like three IPAs recently. on now. They when they first opened up, it was packed. They had like three beers. Now they have thirteen. And are uh, they all their beers or are they uh, guest uh, taps too? All of them are their beers. They have two wines on tap. Looks like. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. That's new. They didn't have that last. Plus time. a soda, so you can have yourself fancy yourself a shandy, eh? Yeah. Oh, they do do that, don't they? They do do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boopy poop. <laughs> this is the man I'm married to. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's a good one. It's downtown, right? And you can hit up a couple breweries down there too. You can go to Dubtown. You can go to Four Generals. You can get a good coffee at Boon Buna. Mm-hmm. You can go get a German beer if that's your thing at Berliner. Right next door to Dubtown. Yep. And uh, you can go to Local 907 and get um. Probably a mixed drink. Yeah. And then uh, what's the sandwich with the French toast? Oh, a Monte Cristo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know those were a real thing until Gibbs, our buddy, um, you know, he used to brew. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It was, it was a magnificent feat to watch him eat that thing. I think he downed the whole thing, too. Oh, no. He did. Yeah. It's, um, I totally thought that was a joke menu item. Like, <laughs> a French toast sandwich? Eat it, fatty. <laughs> I hope this is the one Gibbs listens to. Oh, anyways. The last one I have opened up, and it may have been this year, not last year. I don't know, but it's new. Stemma up in Bellingham. Yeah, I also put them on my list because they. I also thought they were pretty um And I know Bellingham awesome. is a small town with a lot of breweries, but this one had a good feel to it. It's got like almost like a kind of like 60s Jetson kind of look on mm-hmm. the inside of the tap room. That's dog really friendly. Cool. It's dog friendly. Um, there was a food truck out front. 
There was a food truck out front. The beer was good. Beer, beer was, was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they do crawlers to go. Their like graphic design. Whoever is like de- doing the design for that place is doing an absolutely magnificent job. That's an underrated part of the beer scene is the graphic design and going mm-hmm. and designing shirts, logos, and et cetera. Yeah. Because if you find and this is not specific to you, but I'm looking at you because you do this. If you find a shirt that you like from a brewery that you like, oh, I hundred percent do this. Buy it. Did you just bite my thumb? <laughs> I'm talking to the dog, not Sam. <laughs> Sam did not bite my thumb. <laughs> this is the joys of doing a podcast from home. It's almost better when we're on the road doing places because we don't have a dog biting me. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like this. I like the side cross talk or whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. So those are my favorite. And is, the, is that the new ones you had also? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, best brewery not in Seattle. You you went in Washington, then not in Washington, right? Yeah. All right, so what? Let me see. Your, let me hear your list, and I'll add mine to it. Okay. Uh, so, best of 2019, Washington. I did Skookum. Ooh. Was my. my I like one. Skookum. They were in my best brewery, not in Seattle. J.K. actually added them into Seattle. I don't actually know what I did. Anyways, yeah. keep going. <laughs> uh, Wandering Hop. They're on my list. Yeah. Uh, st- uh, I have structures. Also, I know that's on your list too. Mm-hmm. Um, at large, which is was not on your list. What am I doing? I know. I legitimately like James, the brewer slash owner of At Large. I what am too. I doing with my life, Adam? Nothing against you guys. Ow! You son of a dick. You will, don't Go sit down. <laughs> he's, he's trying to roughhouse with you. I know. But he's tearing apart a Donald <laughs> Trump doll right now <laughs> and biting me. Um and oh man. Anyway. Okay, now you feel bad and cuddling up against me. Uh, best of 2019, not Washington. Mm-hmm. I have Great Notion. Okay. Fort George. Okay. Um, uh, and then what's that one that we went to in Arizona? Like Ren? Ren House? Ren House. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Ex Novo. Okay, so that's a lot. My, I have my... Like my five top favorite favorite breweries of this year, and then like a sixth and a seventh, and then my best brewery is not in the Seattle area. Um, I'll do that. So Goldwater, one of my favorites. That was the prickly pear mm-hmm. that you're drinking right now. Uh, Great Notion, <laughs> obviously that could have been my best of 2019, but I only went there like three times this year. Okay. Uh, Ex Novo, I, uh, underrated pizzas by the way, and, and breweries that have pizza, brilliant because it doesn't take a lot of overhead. Mm-hmm. You don't need a big thing more than an oven. But they do the like Chicago style, not or Detroit style, where it's like deep dish but pan fried. It's crazy awesome. Oh, a pan crust. Yeah, but really thick. Yeah, that's called a pan crust. Yeah, I don't give a shit. It's delicious. Um. Yeah, and there's an there are another one that is like killing it with the graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had structures on earlier also. I, I have a weird relationship with structures. I love structures. And the last couple times there, they've been absolutely awesome. But the first couple times up there, whoever was serving was a little too up his own butt. Yeah. I don't know if he, I haven't seen him there since, but he, he made you feel not welcome. And that was really off-putting. Yeah. But he the, made me feel very uncomfortable. When the, I asked a question about buying like a sticker or something, he kind of made me seem like I wasn't like, but I, haven't seen I shouldn't the, be buying their stickers. Yeah. The last, but the last couple of times it's been the same bartender up there as a awesome. young guy. And he's been very, very like friendly and mm. open and welcoming. And we'll talk about beer with us. And like, and there was a cat there once. Oh, there was a cat there once. Yeah. There was like, we had our dog in there and some other person had like a, a basically a horse. It was like one of the world's biggest dogs. And it was like incredibly fluffy. And then someone just walks in with a cat. 
And then later on, we went to another bar and someone had a cat in there. Mm-hmm. Bellingham is different. Yeah. Bellingham's a little bit of Portland. <laughs> well, I think they're I th- like people are now kind of catching on to this adventure cat trend. Mm-hmm. So like take your cat hiking. Do you want to take Simcoe hiking with you? God, no. Um, cat's, cat's a jerk. I would never do that. I would. He'd kill me if I I'm saying the cat's a that. jerk while the dog's been gnawing on me for the last like <laughs> 30 minutes. And the cat's just sleeping in the other room. Um, but yeah, the it's been a much better experience the last couple times we've been there. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, then I have my uh, best, and I guess I'll include these. So, Wandering Hop is another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That's not in the Seattle area. And then Trap Door down in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, delicious beers. And they're starting to can, and you can start seeing them a little bit up here. And um, I highly recommend it. If you see a can of it or anywhere, just try it. It's really good. They make some really good hazies. And then kind of off the top of my head with um, Yakima, I liked Single Hill too it's very very good yeah. they, they're killing it in the fresh hop scene yeah they are and they're doing a really good job with that <coughs> but it's not fresh hop season because it's january mm-hmm. and just in general i don't know if we ever really talked about it did we have an episode on the fresh hop festival mm, you mentioned it yeah yeah i've just i i enjoyed the fresh hop party before mm-hmm. the festival all right so now oh, yeah we did talk about it because we talked about how it was sick now i'm down to my top five breweries of 2019 okay do you have more list than you need to talk about no. I oh. have I have five on and, my and list then I'm too, gonna, and then I'm going to end with my favorite beers of the of the year. Okay. So, uh, oh, I was going to do my top rated beer as okay. my beer of the year. Okay. So, anyways, uh, here's my best. Here's my favorite brewery, 2019, Fort George. Okay. Just because nostalgic, yeah. because Sam and I got married there, and then we basically what was described to us as a really fun beer festival. Yeah. <laughs> That's how our wedding was described to us. Was a really fun beer festival. Yeah. And then um, my next one would be Skookum. Okay. Up in Arlington. Love it. Modern Times. I bet you that went through a little loop. We've been a lot of Modern Times lately out mm-hmm. of San Diego. They have a location in Portland now. The Portland one is really cool. Not far from Base Camp if you want some reference of a place that you've been. They are a really, really, really good brewery that I constantly forget about. Like, <laughs> just like... I think it's because they're not local to here mm-hmm. that I'm like, I just kind of like, I always see them. I, I order them often. It's not, you know, I drink their beer, but when it comes to making lists, I think I always forget. I always overlook them because they're not mm-hmm. Washington. They're, yeah. They're technically in my mind, San Diego, yeah. although the, the Portland, like best breweries of Portland, they got included. I mean, I guess assume that we'll be able to say that great notions a Seattle brewery, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, urban fam. Okay. Love Urban Definite, Family. Yeah. I like them because they do a little bit of everything. You know, you can get a lot of varieties from there, and they can, they bottle. Mm-hmm. They give, they sell crowlers, and they do some really good hazies. They do sours for the people who have bad taste in beer. They do, they do a really good job, and we've been there. And the fact that we went there on Thanksgiving Day, which is awesome. Yeah. Like watch Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And my last one would be Rubens. Okay. And I feel like it's cheating because everybody loves Rubens. Yeah. Uh, they don't ne- they don't need the publicity, but they get the publicity. Mhm. Okay. So that's your best of? Those are my favorite in 2019. Okay. So so my list is just Seattle mm-hmm. is where where I kind of ended up with this. Um so I think my top brewery this year was probably Urban Family. Um just really like some of the things they brought to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh Ravenna. Okay, I always love Ravenna. Yeah. 
I knew that you were going to give him love, so I didn't decide not to. Oh, you did? I knew you were going to give him love. Yeah. No, definitely Ravenna. Urban Family and Ravenna, to me, are very similar breweries where they focus a lot on, like... Um, it's weird that they're friends with of, each other, too, and huh? it's kind of the similar thing to what, it like, Great Notion does, where it's such a... They do sours, they do hazies, they do, you know, all these kinds of different varieties that... Um, there's some there's gonna there do something bourbon barrel aged and like there's always something kind of exciting there and new to try and if you know there's always something there that I want to drink. I like beer. Uh, the next one I put down was Stoop. 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 Everybody loves Stoop. Uh, Coolest outdoor area in my love mind. Love their outdoor area. Love their brewery in general. And you wear that shirt all um, the time. Yeah. On another one that does great graphic design. Um. <clears throat> also Ravenna does amazing graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of great place to go get an IPA. Uh I also put down Rubens, um which I feel it can go with Stoop in a way because if we go to Stoop we go to Rubens. Um which is I mean they have so so much on tap, so much variety. And then the last one that I put down which I kind of debated about and I'm still not 100% sure if I should this is like one of my top bur- uh, breweries um, was Fremont, mm. and I put them down though because I of <coughs> the bee bombs. Oh, the bee and, you and love like, the and bee the bombs. Black Heron project. Like I, I think that they are the. I mean, they're obviously one of the bigger breweries that are still trying to pump out like something new and something different, and I like hanging out there. It still feels like a brewery, you know. It doesn't feel like it's too far up its own butt kind of a thing like <laughs> um but then they have you know the black heron project you know which is affiliated with them and um i just think they, i think they do some interesting stuff so nothing wrong with that nothing wrong at all um all right so i'm gonna go down to my favorite beers okay 2019 because i feel like this is what it really comes down to is what is the best beer the breweries are great but I want beer. Okay. All right. So um, in no particular order, and you'll see kind of a trend that um, you'll just see a trend of what I really rate high beers. I love hazies, but you'll see that I have I follow a trend here. So uh, first one, I, I award you no points from Cloudburst. This is their triple IPA. I believe that's when they did Hot Mob earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, super good. It has a little that sweet finish to it and really just gives you a little punch in the b-hole. That's how good that is. Um, the next one, Fields of Green. I know it's the series has been going on for a little bit, and it's based after the 2017 uh, three-way IPA, but their series this year was just killing it. Um, and you can still find their cans everywhere. They're still pumping them out. But I really love it. I believe they're on, uh, they do a different variation every time. And I believe they're on N right now because I think Nelson was the one that just came out. Uh huh. Um, so big, big fan of that. And then here's my, you'll see a little trend. In Ruins from Skookum, their barley wine. Okay. Um, we have a bottle that's just sitting right next to me right now that I just, you know, I'm going to sit on for a little bit because I'm excited. Um, big, robust barley wine flavor to it. High ABVs magnificent mm-hmm. uh the 10th anniversary stout from fremont we were able to get a bottle of that also it's kind of the same idea as they're like their b-bomb series where they just barrel age something that's delicious and you enjoy the hell out of it mm-hmm. and this is my this this last one okay this would be my favorite beer of the year 
and I only recently had it, but it really stands out in my mind. It's the king size candy bar from Ooh, Fate Brewing. That was really good down in Scottsdale. It was magnificent. Um, you can find the they have a king size candy bar and then candy bar, which I believe you could, they bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can be able to find it in Washington or not, but if you ever find yourself down in the Scottsdale area. They have a couple locations now. I believe they have three. I think two are in Scottsdale, one and maybe in Tempe. And you got to try it. It's 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 like I guess it's a milk stout would be the easiest way to consider it because it's definitely got lactose in it. Yeah. But it's real heavy barrel aged flavor. But the sweetness of that lactose really balances it out mm-hmm. to the point where it's like you're eating a chocolate candy bar. It it tastes a little bit like, and I don't want this to turn anyone off. It tastes a little bit like a boozy chocolate milk, mm. but it's really good. It's so good. But that's always equate what I feel like bee bomb tastes like is a boozy chocolate milk. Yeah, it, and I think that's I, that's something I just like in my dark beers. Mm-hmm. I like boozy chocolate milk. All right, well, give me your 2019, and we're gonna call this a day and get some lunch. Uh, so my my uh beer of the year. Hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. was Virtual Paradise by Urban Family Brewing. You had a couple of those. Yeah. I think we still have a bottle of those. It was the only... Mm-hmm. Or did you to kill it? It's the only beer that I checked in twice all year. <laughs> um, so I checked it in when we had it at the brewery, and then um, occasionally when I'm doing a, like a chore around the house that I don't want to do, I don't drink beer at home very often, um, but when I'm doing a chore, I don't really want to do like folding a giant load, <laughs> load of laundry or something. Um, I will open a beer and I opened it and I loved it so much again the second time that I checked it in again. So will you stop <laughs> doing that? You're being very distracting right now. <laughs> and also nobody can see what you're doing. So it just sounds like I'm tripping over my words. Weird. Okay. Um, so that's your beer of the year, 2019. Yep. Virtual paradise. Add a kid, bur- add a kid, urban fam. Yep. This was kind of the year of urban family for me. We went to urban family a lot. Um, I think it's all our buddy Fonz's fault because he goes there all the time because of Nacho Mamas. Yeah, Nacho Mamas, and they another Instagram account that likes everything I post. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nacho Mamas. <laughs> Food truck. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah. Ugh. Sorry, I just had a lost my train of thought with that. All right, because I started thinking about food trucks and beer. No, because I like I I am now very excited about. Uh, cheese wizards oh yeah now they make a grilled cheese sandwich that sam likes yeah so now it doesn't seem like uh i see grilled cheese experience anywhere anymore so if if you guys are you know anybody knows where grilled cheese experience is besides the the physical location (laughs) in uh south lake union yeah i think yeah tweet me Mm. yeah anyways um thanks for listening follow me are we done are we done yeah we're done i kind of just went with it uh follow me on instagram um wobble or taste like homebrew Yep. I almost dropped the Wobble Journey. Wobble Journey doesn't actually exist anymore. Yeah, we took Wobble Journey down, so it's now just Tastes Like Homebrew. Sorry, everybody. Well, it seemed more appropriate since we were traveling outside of Washington a fair amount. And, mm-hmm. You know. So, just... anyways, but there, you'll be able to soon be able to get more of our writings. If you missed the old days when we did write a lot, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to soon be writing for eatinseattle.com. Is uh, it eatinseattle.com? Yeah, they, they call it Seattle, but the website is eatinseattle. Okay. So, anyways, that should be coming up in the next couple of weeks, but... Um, Anyways, follow me. The tastes like homebrew. I'm basically everything, unless it's untapped and it's. I don't even know what it is. Is it Matt yeah. Holt? The Matt Holt Husky One Three Three Six. Matt Beer Holt. I don't know. I think it's Husky One Three Eight Three Six. Yeah, just ask me. Just you know, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, Matt Beer Holt. 
All right, the Matt Holt. I suck at this. You are just confusing everybody. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on um, Untapped or um, Twitter at Samwise206. Um, but, you know, follow Tastes Like Homebrew. Yeah. That's really where most of the beer content is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you for listening and uh, happy 2020. Yeah. Looking forward to drinking more in 2020. Boners.